thirsty. The woman was thirsty. So she came to the well to draw water. Jesus was thirsty. Not for water. Not maybe for water, but but deeper than that. Jesus was thirsty. Jesus deeply desired that woman and that you and that me might be saved. The, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says that God thirsts that we might thirst for Him. Jesus became man. He allowed Himself to be tired. He's crucified on the cross and He says, I thirst. What does Jesus thirst for? Jesus thirsts for you and for me to be in living communion with Him. To receive this living water. So what do we do when we're spiritually or emotionally thirsty? A lot of times, we do this. Pull out our cell phones or we click on the TV and watch the same news report that we saw an hour ago. Or we scroll on the internet, go down the rabbit holes of, of this or that article. Perhaps reading the same thing over and over again from different websites about the coronavirus or about the president or about the election or whatever. Sometimes when we're thirsty, we're, we're spiritually thirsty. We're, we're, not, we're not hungry physically, but we go, we open the fridge. Or we piddle around to the pantry. We're thirsty. Oftentimes, we try to fill a spiritual need with a physical activity. Oftentimes, we try to fill a spiritual need or perhaps an emotional need with a spiritual activity. Sometimes when we're thirsty, we just experience what Matthew Kelly calls quiet desperation. And we just kind of, meh. And we sit. Maybe in our worry. Maybe in our anger. Maybe in something else. Oftentimes we get thirsty and that's what our lives look like and we find that what they do is they, they, is they make us more thirsty. It's like we were, just playing, we were just playing sports and instead of drinking like water, we drink a Coke and eat a bag of chips and now we, we want to go play more sports but we can't. Because our stomachs are full and it feels bad and, and, it, and all we want to do is drink more Coke and eat more chips. And, and, and Jesus, Jesus invites us to more. Where's the water when we're thirsty? Where's what we need? Well, what we need is when we come to Him. Jesus says, I want to give you life-giving water. Everyone who drinks this water 
the fridge, the quiet desperation, the, the internet, the social media. Everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. And thirst even more. But whoever drinks the water that I will give will never thirst. And whoever drinks the water that I will give, Jesus said, it'll become a spring going up to eternal life. It'll become a spring and it'll be rooted in us and we'll be able to share that water with others. Thirsty. So where is the water? The the living water. The water is deeper than the surface. That's where Jesus goes next. Go call your husband. I don't have a husband. No, you don't have a husband. You've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband. Whoa. Jesus just went way deeper. Jesus just went to talk to that woman about her sin. Which we're often scared to talk about. Jesus went to talk to that woman about the shame that she experienced in her life, which we often don't want to talk about. Jesus went deeper. Why? Because it hurts? No. But so that He could provide her with healing. And what does the woman do? She deflects. Jesus wanted to talk to her about the, about the ways where He was going to heal her. And she goes into a theological debate. Whether we should worship in Samaria or in Jerusalem. Or whether they should worship in Samaria or in Jerusalem. Jesus wants to go deep. And this woman, she deflects by talking about stuff that seems holy, but it's just on the surface. Jesus wants to go deep, but this woman deflects by talking about stuff that seems holy, but it's just on the surface. And today, I think that Jesus is calling us to go deeper. To let Him see our sin. Because He sees it anyway. To let Him see our pain. Because He knows it anyway. And to let Him give us living water. To let Him give us freedom. Jesus kept pressing. And the woman opened her soul just a little. I know that the Messiah is coming. Okay, like I'm open to being saved by the Messiah. And when He comes, He will show us all things. Jesus says, I I am the one who is speaking to you. And what does the woman do? She leaves her water jar and goes back into the city to tell everybody about Jesus. The woman allowed Jesus to go deeper. And in allowing Jesus to go deeper, she found freedom. She wasn't thirsty anymore. She didn't need her water jar. She left it there. The whole reason she had went to the well, she forgot about it because she experienced a freedom of an encounter with Jesus Christ. 
And then she went and she told everybody else. Everybody knew that she had had five husbands. Everybody knew that she had committed perhaps adultery, certainly fornication. Everybody knew what she had done. And, and she was free enough to say, hey, you might laugh at me. You might say bad things about me. You might not like me. You might spread nasty rumors about me. I don't care. Because I just met somebody who I think is probably the Messiah. He told me all this stuff, everything that I ever did. I think you should come see him. She was free enough to be, to be a conduit of living water to the people in her city. How would that feel? What would your life look like? And mom, if everybody could, could know all the bad stuff that we did, and we not be worried about it. I'm not saying we need to go tell them. I'm not saying we need to broadcast all of our business everywhere. We don't. And most of the time, it's not good to do that anyway. But what if people find out? Somehow. If we were free enough to say, I've been to confession. I've received the mercy of God. Jesus has freed me from that. That's it. If we were free enough to say, sharing in appropriate ways, in appropriate context, hey, here's what Jesus did for me. Why don't you come see? How would our lives be different if we never had to worry about being found out? How would our lives be different if we just lived them not, not avoiding our thirst, not avoiding our shame by our, our cell phones or the internet or the refrigerator or the TV. What if we love Jesus to quench our thirst? How do we do that? We get down on our knees and we pray. We actually take the time to pick up the Bible and to read it. Yeah, it is good to know what's going on in the world and it's good to know the news. But do I, do I watch CNN and Fox more than I read the Bible? If I do, why? Do I scroll through social media more than I read or listen to things about Jesus? Nothing wrong with social media per se. But if I do that more 
Why? Do I worry about the coronavirus? More than I ask Jesus to heal and protect us from the coronavirus. I think it's good to know things about the virus. It's good to know the precautions that we should be taking and what our, uh, our officials are telling us that we should be doing. We have to know that and we should be informed. But, but do I put more trust in my own anxiety than I do in the Lord? For some of us, these next couple weeks will be uh, will look a lot different. For some of us, these next couple weeks will look, will look a little different. My encouragement to all of us is to go to the place where your thirst can be satisfied. In time of stress, go to the Lord. In times of worry, go to the Lord. In times of busyness, in times of boredom. Some of us are going to be extra busy and some of us are going to be extra bored. Go to the Lord. And I'll make this last encouragement today. I encourage us all today to write down a plan. I know that when I'm bored, I spend 15 minutes or 10 or 5 scrolling through Instagram or through Facebook. So instead, when I'm bored, I'm going to click a different button on my phone or I'm not even going to sit down at my computer or my phone, but I'm going to make sure my Bible's out somewhere where I can see it. And I'm going to have my bookmark in, I don't know, the beginning of the Gospel of John or wherever you want. And I'm just going to read for a few minutes instead. I know that when I'm worried, I go down a rabbit hole on the internet finding information about stuff that actually only gets me more worried. Well, instead of sitting down at the computer... I'm going to go pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet for the 10 minutes that it takes to do that and that I, would have, that I would have wasted on things that make me more worried. I don't know what that looks like in your life. But Jesus does not want us to be thirsty. Jesus does want us to use our mind. Jesus does want us to, to live responsible lives for our health and for the health of everybody else. And Jesus wants to use every single thing that ever happens in the world, good and bad, to satiate our thirst, to give us living water, and to draw us closer to him.